0: but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And because we're on all these wonderful digital platforms right now, it makes it easy to share. And you're going to find information today financially about our money supply the dollar cryptocurrency all the politics associated with this stuff and you're going to say wow everyone needs to hear this and see what's going on <clears throat> and i'll say this too everyone needs to be in gold silver and crypto <laughs> i mean seriously if you put all your faith in the dollar well i'll just say four numbers One, nine, two, nine. 1929 and and uh, my mom's family was very wealthy at one time they were relatives of the ford family and uh unfortunately they put all their eggs in real estate and the banks and they lost everything and my mom went from riches to rags and was raised in poverty through the depression as a young girl so this is family history i'm well associated with and we're going to try to help you learn what's going on so you can navigate your way through and not suffer the same fate as uh, my mom's family did we have with us on our newsmaker line Guy Gottsleck, he's the CEO of My Digital Money and you've heard some of our ads, no doubt on YouTube, where we've talked about the virtues of this and this is something that we wholeheartedly endorse here at the Common Sense Show and we're going to share with you why we do Guy, welcome to the show
1: (coughs) Thank you Dave for having me
0: Yeah it's our pleasure um, There's a lot going on but I think a good starting point Would be the federal government Has kind of said well we want to kick Digital's butt at one time and now they've Come full circle and now They're kind of like joining In and in fact There's an executive order that speaks to this Can we can we start with that and what's your interpretation Of this order
1: Yeah if you can't beat them Join them That's what exactly. the executive order uh, seems to be about uh so it's in my in my view it's simply acknowledging the existence of cryptocurrency um, and saying let's regulate it right so it legitimizes cryptocurrency which should have been a, done a long time ago in a more proactive way in my opinion um, this is more reactive and defensive um, and essentially it's all about uh mitigating risks that come about from this decentralized uh technology um, so you know the the executive order states protecting consumers and investors um, and you know ensuring that the dollar remains the reserve currency, and you know that we mitigate national security risks, um like the ability to avoid sanctions by countries like russia um, and you know so so it's really kind of defensive, and there is one section that talks about um, innovating and and being the leader technologically, but it highlights the word responsible, responsible innovation, right? Um, so I don't know what they mean by that. <coughs> they mean that, you know, responsible innovation of, of these technologies means that the government maintains control. Um, they could mean that, right? So uh, largely it's inconsequential in my view. It's, it's just saying, okay, now it's part of the conversation. Um, we're not going to ban it. We're going to figure out a way to work with it, but we're, we've yet to see what kind of policies and regulations will come out of it. Um, there's 180 days that Biden, uh, gives the different regulatory bodies to come up with some next steps and recommendations. Um, and I think even then we won't have the, you know, concrete regulatory proposals, but, um, over the next year, I think it'll become more clear the path to regulation. Um, but some regulation is a good thing. I mean this you know this will make institutions much more willing to to come in and, and to invest. It will you know open up uh, the market to to a lot more uh, money. So um, it's not a bad thing, but it's just kind of late in my opinion, and it's not enough, not proactive enough. I would have liked to see the executive order talk about how do we incentivize developers and miners to come here and innovate, you know, by giving them tax breaks, um, you know, how do we become a leader um, in this innovative technology? How do we harness, you know, the benefits? Um, you know, go and research use cases that we can use to, you know, be a leader in the space, right? But it's a lot more defensive. Yeah. Anyway, that was, that was long-winded, <coughs> but that's what I think.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with you entirely, um, and, and you're right. They're coming to this party late, And some people think they're coming to the party late because they realize that crypto will survive the dollar in a catastrophe and they want to try to control crypto. Can they do it? Do you agree with that assessment, first of all? And secondly, if you do agree with it, how would they control crypto? I don't think they can.
1: No, they cannot. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, they do want to control. they, they They don't like what they can't control. Um, and it's not possible to control uh Bitcoin or, you know, any of these decentralized cryptocurrencies. Um, they can only kind of hold it back. Uh if they wanted to, they can ban mining and you know, make make the environment here not friendly for businesses, but even then it, you know, it's completely global system, so you can't you can't block it. You can't stop it. Um
0: I don't think they can even regulate it. Yeah. I mean you look at here here's what people look at, guy, and I think this is such an important point. They look at it like the nineteen thirties when Franklin Roosevelt regulated gold and he said you can't own it if you're a private citizen. And that's because he wanted to take us off the gold standard so he could print all the money he needed for his New Deal programs. Um it's a different world now because Crypto actually steps outside the bounds of the United States. I don't see how they could possibly can, could control it. Do, do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, they are trying to come up with uh, their own currency, which isn't block. It, it isn't uh, really crypto, right? It's just a centralized digital currency. So <coughs> CBDC, you've heard the term, um, and part of the executive order talks about. You know, researching the pros and cons of um, having a CBDC, right, and creating a a whole system between countries um, to exchange CBDCs and, and um, operate kind of globally, um, and so that's part of the the executive order. Uh, but just to be clear, that's that would not be uh, a decentralized or distributed block, uh, ledger technology.
0: Interesting, and and the other thing I thought too, someone said, well Dave, they could control cryptocurrency because your point of origins in the United States, so that would give them some legal justification in their mind. And I said, well, if you have a good VPN, they they couldn't even determine where you're at when you do a deal. I mean, you'd have different IP address, you'd have different locations, and that's a quality of a good VPN. And I, I just think there's it's a regulatory nightmare for them
1: right uh, definitely and and you know these d- these are nodes running on people's computers uh at home right and you know it, it, you just can't you can't shut it you can, there's nowhere to go to shut it down it's a distributed ledger right and so yeah, exactly um there's multiple copies and you can't just shut down the world internet right <laughs> um, that's what you would have to do
0: Well, you would, but then all the people that voted you in office would soon vote you out because it would kill their businesses. I mean, you can imagine Amazon without the Internet. (laughs) You wonder how, how, you know, Bezos' descendants who took over the company would feel about that. That would be crazy. But I I totally agree with you uh, on this. And uh, I, I just, like I said, I think this is the wave. If the dollar crashes... Do you think that crypto um, will be the replacement that in gold?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's one avenue to protect yourself. I mean, if if you just keep fiat currency in a savings account, you know, with the crazy inflation rates that we have, <coughs> you're losing a lot of money every year. Um, so you want to have a diverse portfolio uh, where you have some risky piles that will earn you enough to make up for the inflation rate, right? And so it's not enough just to get 5 6% anymore. You know, you, you need to get much more. And so crypto, you know, over the long run has proven so far that you can get really good returns um, in the long haul. So it's a good idea to keep that in your portfolio along with other assets, risky assets, and also less risky assets like precious metals. Um, where, you know, it's uh, a hedge against inflation. And so I think it's it's a good idea to use crypto as, as a really powerful tool um, to protect yourself against a devalued dollar in the long run.
0: Okay, I, I agree with that. But here's one thing, and I'm going to give you my interpretation, but I think there's another way to look at it that you'll share with us. Crypto is being held down, and some of it's by word of mouth, courtesy of the mainstream media, But who owns them? Well, the elite. And what are the elite doing? They're buying as much gold and crypto as possible. So why are they talking out of both sides of their mouth, in your opinion?
1: Um, Yeah, I think it is. There are, uh, you know, there's, like you said, the elite. There's uh, different entities out there that it's in their interest to keep crypto away from the common person right um they want to discourage and uh that's why you have like this department of of labor warning that came out against uh you know crypto and 401ks warning people and and kind of almost threatening uh employers right um who want to provide that in a 401k um, and so, again, that's another effort, I think, to keep it away, uh, to to keep it from you know mainstream, at least right now.
0: What effect is that having by keeping it away from the public? What do they gain by that? Forced compliance into the dollar?
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, that's part of it. Um, yeah, and then then the elite can also benefit from this uh, technology. Right now, there's so many opportunities to make gains because it's still early early on right and so um as it becomes mainstream the the returns will be well they'll still be good there won't be as many gains as there are in, in the beginning of of this so um yeah i think it's interesting uh how the crypto market is you well know, going down despite a lot of wins right you have uh you know, the European Parliament just, uh, voted against the proof of work ban, uh, you know, mining, uh, cryptocurrencies that use the proof of work algorithm and uh, Bitcoin is one of the main ones. Um, and so they, uh, they voted against banning it, uh, and then XRP, uh, had a, a favorable ruling in, in its case, uh, you know, with, uh, the SEC, SEC case against XRP. Um, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of little wins uh around the world you know ukraine using uh crypto to to get donations and uh but yes it's still going down uh because for every you know positive news there's seems to be negative news like for example you know the ability to donate to ukraine in crypto is countered by russia being able to circumvent sanctions which is not true they can't do that uh but the media has been saying, um, oh, Russia can use crypto to circumvent sanctions. Uh, that's not true at all. I mean, we're far away from that, right? Um, <laughs> there's not enough liquidity in the, in the crypto market to make it an effective uh, circumvention of, of that. So yeah, there's a lot of things that are kind of blown out of proportion, uh, to your point, just to kind of
0: you know control control the price and perception mhm yeah i totally agree and that you you kind of captured the media side of it from a little different angle but i agree wholeheartedly with what you said but when crypto finally kind of feels its oats and the restrictions are lifted by natural forces I would imagine there's going to be quite a few, uh, excuse me, quite a few millionaires made in that process. There's going to be a sudden rush of, of wealth, isn't there? Yeah,
1: yeah, and there already are uh, a lot of millionaires from it.
0: You know, let me ask you a technical question because th- this is kind of off script, but a lot of people ask me this. I'm holding crypto, holding crypto. How do people, if they're not gonna use crypto, let's say to go out and buy a car or whatever, how do they liquidate the crypto? How do they turn it into a, a usable asset from which they can gain other things from?
1: Yeah, uh, so the main way is, is to go through an exchange, right? Um, so you can you know, transfer your crypto into an exchange. There's a lot of big exchanges out there you know, my digital money is is, you know, one
0: with com. that's water with dave.com save 80 dollars for a short time one of them and
1: uh yeah that's that's where you can turn it into fiat currency uh, if you want to if you need to spend to spend it um but there's a rising number of companies that are accepting crypto as well so as time goes on you can actually you know go and buy uh products directly With crypto, Um, but for right now, I mean, the best way is to use one of the off ramps, right? Uh, To you know, transfer it into a wallet with an exchange, and then they provide the liquidity. They can you can then sell it there and cash out.
0: Interesting. Um, Is it true that there are about twenty thousand ATMs that take crypto in the United States?
1: Yes. Yeah, and, uh, and it's funny you mentioned that because the UK just, uh, banned their ATMs, which there weren't as many of over there, but, um, yeah, there, you can, that's another way to, to get cash. That's mm. a good point. I, I actually haven't seen any funny enough. Um, I probably haven't looked hard enough, but, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't know that, that there, there are these ATMs.
0: I've read so it in a one number way, of places. You know what, I've never seen it either.
1: Yeah, when it comes to uh, Bitcoin, I, I prefer to keep it for right now rather than spend it because I believe the price is going to be go way, way higher over the long run. So for me, it's kind of a store of value. Uh, and so I'm not at the point of spending it for day-to-day purchases. So that's why I haven't looked for an ATM. Um, but yeah, as it becomes widely adopted, um, and and you know the the it becomes mainstream I think you'll see a lot more spending
0: okay well I'm going to give people an incentive here to take a look at the question I'm going to ask as a follow up but what people don't realize and I've researched this pretty thoroughly with the banking uh, deposits on hand today 1.2% of the money is covered by FDIC, uh, FDIC insurance in other words is uninsured money. And you're saying, well, I just got to get to the front of the line. Well, that's already been determined. In Brisbane, in the G20 conference in 2014, they established, uh, uh, based on a district court ruling here in America, that when you put your money in the bank, you're an unsecured creditor. They own your money. And they can determine the order of payout and they set up for the credit swap derivatives victims to be the first ones, which means the average person will never see a dime when their bank fails. What separates a crypto, um, I don't know the right term, I'll call it a crypto clearinghouse, and you can correct me on that, but what separates a crypto clearinghouse from what I think is the corruption in the banking system that really is not insuring money like they're telling people they do?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the main difference with crypto is it is it gives control back to people, right? You actually have your money, right? When you have Bitcoin, right, you actually have it. Um, you know, when it comes to the fractional reserve system, it's it's an ancient system, right? Where um, I think you know you put a million dollars in the bank, right, and you see that balance but you don't actually have it the bank is using that you know to benefit right the the bank is giving it giving it out for loans or doing whatever else um and you're not benefiting from that right you're getting a very small small percentage right um when you have crypto and you lend that you can use decentralized finance right there's you know coins out there that power this like ave which is on our platform as well um, where you can lend out your your crypto, um, and earn a lot higher uh, percent percentage, right? Um, and so, you know, instead of the bank benefiting from it, um, the benefit of being you know peer to peer is now you don't have a middleman. That's you know, and you have a lot more control of how you use your money, and if if you're keeping it in your wallet, it's yours, right? You're not risking somebody you know like the bank failing and then you don't get your money back um so that's the main main difference
0: okay so it's crypto for the average person is inherently a lot safer as far as a storage vehicle using um what do you call it when you, you house your crypto wealth with someone like uh my digital money what's the term for that
1: uh, custodian, like when you custody. Yes. Um. So we we have a yeah we have IRAs or cash. So um, with a crypto IRA, you need a certified, um, licensed custodian, um, uh, to to basically reap the the tax benefits for retirement. Right. And so I always tell people IRA is a great option because you have compound growth, which people don't realize. You know how much that can benefit you. Um, you see, Peter Thiel of PayPal, you know, ended up with five billion dollars in his Roth IRA um, because of compound growth, right? And so, um, that you you can only do with a company like My Digital Money, but you can also, like, for cash, you can have a private wallet, um, but then you have to manage. You have to manage that, uh, and a lot of people feel just much more safe for a qualified uh, custodian to actually manage, the, uh, you know, their crypto for them. What do you do? you don't want to be that guy that loses your password and then you oh lose yeah. millions of dollars
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard about these fifty six letter passwords that people lose and then they lose their money
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: that's crazy but what what do you do 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 you do, um do, i mean with well I'm trying to think out of phrases with my digital money, do you guys actually serve to house the crypto that uh people get? Are you the custodial yeah, so
1: agent now? Yeah. Right, yeah. And we will be pr- providing options for private wallets too, but w- we have a cold storage. Um, so if you put in your IRA, uh, you know, let's say you put in, you know, $50,000, you transfer it from uh, an existing IRA or roll it over from an old 401k, um, that goes into a cold Storage, which is in a nuclear bunker where nuclear weapons used to be stored underground. Um, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Safe. It's a good luck breaking in. You could try. Yeah, I like that. But you won't get in. Uh, but yeah, so so that's the only way to really get it is if you can manage to break in. Uh, and you know, the, it's it's not exposed to the internet all the time like it is with hot wallets. So yeah, the way that we have our security, I can't give away the secret sauce, but it's. It's in a way that, um, you know, it's, it's very, very, would be very, very rare, almost impossible for, you know, a hacker to steal more than a certain amount. And we're insured for, you know, more than that um, amount that can be stolen. So, um, yeah, it's very, very safe the way we manage the security. And that's the positive side of going with a custodian, um, especially one that really focuses on security. Uh, versus doing it
0: on your own. Were you um, aware of what I told you about the FDIC? Uh, were, were,
1: were we, what did you say? Well, about
0: the FDIC in terms of the fact that uh, the vast majority of accounts in America are underinsured. They're not insured at all, just a small percentage. Yeah. Right, yes. But the average person thinks their money's insured. <laughs> it's such a scam. <laughs> oh don't worry sir your money's yeah. insured by the fdic until you look at the numbers wow it's right. just it's amazing yeah, I, mean,
1: I guess it's, yeah i mean it's gonna take an event like you know like everyone's trying to get their money out at the same time and they can't you know for people to realize um but yeah it's it is crazy it's an antiquated system and i think that's why i'm excited about blockchain technology i think it can really help reshape our financial system for the better um, that it will be more it's more suitable for our digital uh, environment right um, this was I think it's like a 500 year old system that we're using and it needs to be adapted yeah well so.
0: you have to forgive me I'm like a kid in the candy store on this topic because I'm fascinated by it but I do have a question that some people ask me and I quite honestly <clears throat> don't know the answer uh what if russia just hypothetically were able to take down our banking system let's say they cut the internet the internet cables in the atlantic and let's say they were able to separate us from the internet what would happen i know what would happen with your (laughs) banks your atms don't work and you couldn't get gas and all that but what would happen with your crypto well it's a tough one
1: what would happen with your crypto um well, I, I assume that at some point the, the internet will come back on. <laughs> um, so when it does, or even if you have your own internet, um, you you still can access it, right? It's mm-hmm. it's going to be there. It's in a distributed ledger, um, and 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 the thing is, like at some point, you can connect to other nodes in the world. I assume. Um, I mean, that's a very very rare scenario, but uh, it is. You, you know, you could. Guy, yeah, I get you, asked this all could, the time oh wow (laughs) I do
0: my my listeners send me questions like this all the time
1: yeah at some point you will be able to access your your crypto Uh, and you can always put it on a hard drive and cold storage and then you can uh, take a boat to you know uh, another country where there's an exchange and you can uh, you can get your money um, that way Uh, but that's the beauty of, of blockchain. It's global, and there's the distributed ledger is permanent, right? It's not on one computer that can just get wiped out. It's on multiple, multiple computers all around the world. And so, as long as there's a record of you on the blockchain having you know X amount of Bitcoin, um, you should be able to recover it.
0: Okay, and also too, you would have hard copy records. And your hundred percent insurance of these uh, amounts would not alter just because the internet's down. Correct?
1: Uh, well, it depends if your exchange, you know, what insurance your exchange has. Um, so if you have it with an exchange, if you if you don't have it with an exchange and it's private, um, it's not going to be insured. But as long as there's a record of you having it, you, you know, you have your 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 uh, password, that long password you were talking about, you should. Be able to recover it, but that's okay. why I think it's it's a good idea to go like that's why I personally feel more comfortable putting my uh, crypto in a in a company like my digital money because there is insurance, and I don't have to worry about losing my password And so if, that I do was my have, yeah. if I do lose my password, I can call somebody right and that's one of the main difference uh, differences between our company and other companies that you can actually get someone on the phone. A human that will talk to you and you know be able to answer your questions
0: see that's fascinating well let me ask you this why is the Department of Labor so dead set against cryptos being used for 401 ks
1: yeah I mean I, I can't speculate to their underlying motivations but the what they are saying is that they want to warn uh, invest investors they want to protect investors and there's a few uh warnings that they gave um which some are valid um so one of them was uh valuation concerns where they said that essentially financial experts uh have disagreements about how to value cryptocurrencies and there's not you know more there's not a standard uh, of how to price crypto and you know you have a lot of these rug pulls if you've heard that term where you know new cryptos come out and they're priced arbitrarily by the founders, and the founders sell their coins, and then um, you know they liquidate and then essentially disappear. Um, so you know they want to protect consumers against against that. And also, there's another uh, reason they gave another warning was there's obstacles to making informed decisions, uh, meaning that it's hard to separate the hype from fact a lot of times. Um, and the hype really kind of affects the price in this space um and because you know your employer is uh providing this, it might give people the wrong idea of of the risk right They might think that right. the risk is lower than it is because you know you have this uh you know fiduciary that's including it and in, as an option right including crypto as an option in a 401k plan um. So yeah, it, it's and then also prices change dramatically, right? And uh, so they're giving that warning that, hey, don't think that it's all rosy. You can lose as much as you can gain. Um, this, these are the common warnings that we give our investors uh, as well, right? Like, keep in mind, this is volatile. Only invest what you can risk to lose. Yes. Um, and so so they're trying to give the same warnings um, and basically saying that don't don't think it's not risky just because it's in a 401k um, and th- and there's an evolving regulatory landscape that's another warning that they gave which is is true is a, uh, you know the regulate uh, regulatory uh, space w- will continue to evolve and affect the price as different regulations come out
0: okay, but that's um, just that's part of the landscape the that doesn't scare me. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Um, What what bothers me is they don't want people to do crypto, which is much more secure, in favor of their fiat currency, which is not secure. Am I missing something?
1: No, uh they probably have their underlying reasons uh, for doing this but uh I mean it is let's get real though it is volatile right crypto is volatile you have to be aware that you can lose a lot of your money so you got to be careful and diversify and diversify with other assets and within crypto by different cryptos yeah as well right um so it's not going to be as safe as you know fiat or something else but at the same time you have the ability to keep up with the inflation
0: rate. Well, that was the... That. Okay, see, exactly. You just stole my thunder on my next question because, see, the duplicitous side of what the Department of Labor is doing, if you look at CPI from 1982 and what, how they measured things and not the adaptation changes they may made, made to make government look better, the real inflation rate oh, right now is around 16%. It could even be higher. And this is from economists yeah. I know and trust. And even politicians are talking about this now. So that means that l- let's say that you have a uh, $100,000 in the bank. Okay, we won't factor in the half percent interest they pay you. And that means at the end of that year, if the inflation rate stays steady, then you have lost $16,000. Okay, uh, crypto, yep. you know, <laughs> Department of Labor seems to be forgetting about that. That's what I mean by a volatile fiat currency. It's volatile because of the banks, and then they turn around and you put a dollar into the bank, and they can loan out many times that on fractional reserve banking. I mean, they're 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 making major bank on everything. Why we're taking all the risk, and that's why I look at crypto. So let me just pin you down here. How is crypto a hedge against inflation?
1: Well, I I say that. In my definition, when I say it's a hedging against inflation, I mean more long-term. I don't mean that, you know, if you want to spend money in the short term, you know, as soon as inflation goes up, you know, your Bitcoin is going to go up. Uh, you know, it's going to be exactly correlated with it, because it's, it's proven not to be exactly correlated. But in the long run, um, you're going to have, in my opinion, you know, much bigger returns, than any other asset, and you can actually keep up with the inflation rate. And so when you go to retire, um, you actually will be able to live the lifestyle you want. You're much much more likely to do that if you have a diversified portfolio that includes crypto. Um, because, yeah, the gains there are gonna be able to keep up with inflation. I mean, like you said, the inflation rate, the way it's calculated now, it's manipulated, right? Because now they they take into account uh, in a to technical innovation right and they can mess with the numbers and say that oh this costs a lot more to develop so we need to you know account for that in the price and they can there's a lot of subjectivity there um, where they can come up with a lower number the lowest number they were able to come up with is still super high right <laughs> um, just under eight percent but it's much higher than that we all know that
0: well, I think there's something else they're not telling you to, but I'm coming at you from a layman's perspective, so feel free to correct me. The Department of Labor doesn't like 401ks and crypto to be uh, meshed, but but if your bank or your sponsoring business that started that 401k to begin with and you don't do a conversion to crypto, don't you lose the whole thing? And isn't that different than what happens with crypto in tough economic times?
1: I'm
0: sorry, I lost you. There. Can, can you say that? Oh, okay. So, yeah, okay, so you, you, the Department of Labor doesn't want crypto to be involved with 401ks, okay? But 401ks are volatile and subject to the um, financial health of the sponsoring agency, whether it's a bank or a business. If they go under, people could lose their crypto. I mean, excuse me, their 401k. And uh, does crypto protect you against that kind of volatility?
1: Um so you still have a volatile price right um so it's not as much you know you're at risk of the system going down or or, or a certain organization mismanaging but um you are subject to the price uh volatility sure right but but you, you're you're more in control right you're you're more in control of it you know you can uh you can choose how you uh, diversify how you buy your crypto and you can liquidate when you want to. Um, there's still risk, right? Um, of course, we always tell people that. Um, but, you know, the other thing is you have IRAs still, right? So don't forget that, you know, IRAs, this warning was for 401k, but you still have an IRA, self-directed IRA, where you can – these warnings aren't coming out there because you're kind of more in control. It's governed by you. And so, um, you know, you still going get the same kind of benefits as with a 401k. Um, and so, yeah, don't, don't forget about that.
0: But, uh, yeah. That my okay. But no, that really helps clear that up. And I appreciate that because I like to look at the motivation here. Um, so, okay. So we're in an unstable period. And I think we both agree on that. So what crypto Very... would, you, would you invest in given the volatile nature of our economy right now?
1: Yeah, so I mainly like to invest in cryptos that I think have strong fundamentals and, and have a long-term future, uh, something that solves a unique problem and has very strong technology behind it. And I believe in long-term because there's always going to be this volatility in the middle, right? Um, especially with geopolitical crises and, you know, the, uh, the fed tightening their monetary policy and there's always going to be you know, these short-term fluctuations, Um, but if you have a strong technology, strong fundamentals, long-term, you know, the coin is going to go up over time. So that's that's what I look at. And Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, I always have in my portfolio because those have been around the longest and have very strong fundamentals and strong technology. Ethereum is essentially um, the foundation of a lot of decentralized applications, right? NFTs and a lot of decentralized financial applications. It's kind of the most widely, ad- uh, adopted smart contracts platform, right? Um, and so I always like to have Ethereum is probably my biggest, uh, my biggest investment, you know, and, uh, in Bitcoin. And then there's other kind of technologies that people might not know about, um, like Chainlink. So Chainlink is basically provides you with off-chain data. So, if you have a smart contract and you need data from the outside uh, you know for like you need someone's credit score or you know you you just need information to be able to uh, execute a smart contract then Chainlink provides that for you in a decentralized way um not to get too technical but it, it's an important problem to solve to actually make smart contracts smart enough to replace traditional financial instruments right because in order to replace what the banks are doing, you need to have data from outside, right? Um, and so Chainlink is important in that way in that it would enable us to have this uh, more modern financial system, right? Um, get rid of kind of this fractional reserve system we were talking about. Um, Polkadot is another one because that one connects different blockchains together, allows them to all talk to each other. All right, so that's another obstacle um, to getting to this mainstream adoption. Right, is that a lot of these different blockchains they can't talk to each other. So Polkadot solves that. So I like to look at those kind of technologies because, from a long-term perspective, they have a lot of promise.
0: Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense too. Uh, when when people call um, my digital money. What about the reps there? Because I I worry, a lot of times I think the company can be good, but if the reps don't portray the right message like we're getting from you right now, um, things can go awry pretty quickly. So what kind of steps do you take with your uh, staff to make sure they're putting out the most current and good information?
1: Yeah, so we meet every week, um, and we talk about current events and, and our philosophy of putting the customer first. Um, And being completely objective and transparent and, you know, making sure that people still are aware of the risks, right? Um, And then we just give them as much information as possible about, you know, the different coins and, you know, the different strategies and, you know, the basics, too. Like when people don't know the basics, um, to educate them over the phone and also just send them information as well. Um, and so we, yeah, we just have a, a whole philosophy and, and best practices that we all align on. So, um, you know, it's, it, it, everyone adheres to our kind of, uh, mission and, and our values. Um, so we just drill that in. Uh, we, you know, we have calls every week and, you know, we, we're just highly collaborative. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that's the main way that we, we make sure that we have one voice and that the customer is first.
0: Have you ever thought about setting up like a sandbox where people don't know a lot can come in and play with it without putting their money in first?
1: Yeah, so we do have a plain money account. So you can come in and get $50,000 of fake money and you can trade in the real market. So you don't need a credit card or anything. You just put in your email, um, you sign up and you just start trading. Um, and you can get a feel for our platform and and for how how it is to trade crypto. Um, and so that's one of the things that we do, right, to make people feel comfortable. Um, you know, we give them information, we give them um, you know access to our platform, access to our people. Um, a lot of the content we have online comes from myself and um, my co-founder and some of the other people in the company. Um, so yeah, we just want to make, we want to reduce that friction, you know, reduce that uncertainty for people as much as possible. We know it's a scary field, right? And so that's one of the reasons why we started my digital money is just to you know, give people comfort, the you know, the average person that might not know a lot about crypto to kind of, you know, make it easier, as easy as possible.
0: Lots well, um It's like music to my ears. I mean, it's kind of like you get training wheels put on while you're learning about this. Um, So let's say that events are happening on the other side of the world. Uh, I have to ask this. Typically with your uh, crypto groups like My Digital Money, what kind of hours do they maintain? Is it a 24-7 service?
1: Right. So we have uh, core business hours, which is from 6 a.m. to 5pm Pacific um, where we have our core customer support team um, that's the most knowledgeable um, and then after those hours we have a service that picks up and helps with trivial issues uh, and if it's something that is uh, high priority um, they can forward it to our core team as a priority to handle off hours um, so it's kind of like a second uh, you know it's like a first tier um, service and then but the second tier which is the, the, the people that have a lot more knowledge they're available only in certain certain time frame right now but we do want to expand those hours.
0: Okay. Well that, we that,
1: that. no
0: that's good though. I'm glad to hear that you, you do that here. And uh one yeah, of the yeah, things just our,
1: our core you know our core support team is US based, right? That's one of our core values. So that's part of why we we that core team is working from six A. M. to 5 p.m., um, but, yeah, we, we will expand that at some point.
0: That's um, that's really a good service. In, in the stock market, I see a lot of things like there's tolerance limits put in, like when crypto reaches a low of so-and-so, you sell, or if it reaches a high of something you buy. Is there anything equivalent to that in cryptocurrency?
1: Yeah, in fact, we have uh, what we call trigger orders, so you can set a, a price to sell or buy. Um, so if you're sleeping and you want to take advantage of a, a dip, you know, these dips happen sometimes just for minutes, right? Um, and that's the beautiful thing about crypto is, you know, you can trade 24-7, right? And so you can say, when Bitcoin goes down to 30000 I want to buy one one Bitcoin. Um, and you wake up in the morning and you realize there was a a dip momentary dip and you actually were able to buy um, and take advantage of that so yeah we have that in our platform and uh, there are other companies that have it as well Um, a lot of a lot of companies have it as part of their premium feature we offer it uh, for free as you know as part of the normal um, service
0: well, I know a lot of the crypto places that when you lose your password or you need to ask a question in the middle of the night or you want to put something in taxes to have a consideration for withdrawal, that they charge an arm and a leg. I shouldn't say an arm and a leg. They charge a fee, Yeah, a, a healthy fee. Okay, I want to be fair about this. Right. What's your position on yeah. that with with uh, My Digital Money um, when people call into to your uh, center? Yeah,
1: so, I mean, we... Only charge transaction fees now um, we used to have monthly fees for our IRA accounts but we took that away. Um, so there's no fee for that so you know you can get the customer service and you're not paying for it. Um, you just pay when you um, when you transact right so yeah I, I think that customer service should just be built in I think uh, that's one of our core values is just providing the most personalized customer service. Um, we can and I don't think people should,
0: should pay for it. Wow. That's amazing because I, there's a lot of nickel and diming in the industry I'm aware of, just like the banks. You know, a lot of nickel and diming. So it sounds like you guys avoid that. That's really, that's really good. Um, one other thing I want to ask you about trends. Um, a lot of people tell me, well, I like to get into crypto and I make a lot of money and then I buy gold. Is that a common thing, or am I just talking to the exception to the rule?
1: Um, I haven't heard that a lot. I, I know people usually want to diversify, so they'll buy gold and they'll buy crypto. Um, I haven't seen, at least on our, you know, like as part of our customer base, um, that someone makes a huge amount of money in crypto and then liquidates to go buy gold. Um, they might liquidate some. Because uh, they want to keep a certain proportion of their wealth in gold, which uh, we're totally for that. Uh, but yeah, usually when you make such huge gains, you know you're not going to make that in gold. So it's you're kind of addicted. You're kind of like, okay, I want to keep doing that. So let me put you know at least a big chunk of what I gained back into crypto, um, and continue on that path, right?
0: to building wealth. Yeah, yeah, I like that because you're not just playing one step ahead of the burning bridge. I like that a lot here. Let me me go back to my list because I had to prep for this interview pretty strongly because crypto is something I know a little bit about, but there's a lot, you can tell from the way I ask the questions, there's a lot I'm learning. Um, If you were to look at crypto let's say, a year from now and five years from now. And I know the market's volatile, but what would you say the trend curve is going to be over the next several years?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, obviously, like my opinion is, we're trending, we're going to trend upwards. So obviously I wouldn't be in this business if I didn't think that. Um, And I think that as the regulatory environment catches up, um you'll see a lot more institutions come in institutional money um, the market will just you know explode in terms of uh, market cap um and then it will start start becoming more and more mature um even though it'll still be volatile it won't be as volatile um, and you know it will just become more mainstream um you'll have a lot more decentralized finance financial applications and um, a lot more you know. Common, common investors will be in the game, um, and so yeah, I think it's going to continue to happen. Right now, we're at a critical point where you know, the regulatory environment is just starting out, um, and then there's all these, uh, you know, all this Fed tightening is is definitely kind of stalling the price. Um, but I think after the Fed meeting, I think it's happening today, actually. Um, after the Fed meeting um you know the price might get affected downwards a little bit, but I, I think we'll start trending upwards. It's gonna be kind of a crazy year, but you know, in, in next year and after I really think we're gonna start we're gonna start growing at a crazy pace.
0: Well I would have think it would start building momentum on its own too. And yeah,
1: yeah, I the, think that uh yeah.
0: Uh, you know like as the dollar dies crypto will rise that would be my feeling you mentioned Bitcoin and Ethereum are they the two best to invest in
1: they're the safest relatively in my opinion Um, none of this is financial advice I always have to say that, sorry (laughs) Um, I understand, I get it we don't give advice, we just provide a platform for people to invest but uh, but yeah, I, I think those are the ones that you know been around the longest have a, the biggest market cap um, have very strong fundamentals and um, even though it's it's volatile it's relative to other cryptocurrencies um, if you want to start smaller um, you want to start a little less risky you you probably want to buy the majority of your crypto and uh ethereum and bitcoin and then start buying altcoins you know the the kind of uh the newer ones um you know, maybe ten to twenty percent of your portfolio you can have in those, so you can take advantage of the bigger gains. But, uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd say that Ethereum and Bitcoin are kind of the two biggest and uh, most popular ones.
0: Okay, so for the people that say, okay, I want to find out more, and I want to get a hold of my digital money, I, I know that you have a website, MyDigitalMoney.com dot com, and you can link to that. But walk me through the process of people wanting to come in and being part of what you do
1: yeah so you just go to mydigitalmoney.com um and then you can explore you know different videos that we have we have a youtube channel um and you can you know watch videos about the fundamentals and what we do um you can subscribe uh or not subscribe but download our guide we have a crypto guide that talks about how to get started you know and and so that's a really good starting point um, and you can also sign up for an account. You, there's an open an account button, um, but you can also just get a play money account to start, you know, smaller without actually investing your money. You you still go to open an account and you put in your your email name, and then it tells you what. It, then it has you select what kind of account you want. You can select an IRA account, a regular cash account, or you can select a play money account. So once you click on the play money account, it takes you to the dashboard right away. Uh, and you can choose, you know, any cryptocurrency that's there to to buy and, to buy and sell, and you can, you know, give it a try. Um, so I'd say the guide and the play money account are are two great ways to get started with us. Just that check does out the sound... website. Just... And yeah. and then if there are any questions, you know, you just call our our line right from six a.m. to five p.m. Pacific. You know, you'll get someone picking up your call. So, you know, you can call us. Uh, The number
0: is uh, 833-636-2008. Let me get that again. 833-636-2008. Okay, because people are probably writing this down, too, and I'll have it here to give out right at the very end. Um, What's the turnaround time? So let's say I call you and you're the friendly representative for My Digital Money. Um, how soon will I realize my own account?
1: Oh, yeah. So uh, the, the sign-up process takes, it could take about five minutes. Um, you know, maybe it could be longer depending on the person, but you can always have us walk you through the process on the phone. Um, but on average, it takes about five minutes sign up um, sometimes you might, if you're doing a transfer from another IRA or, or like, if you're doing an IRA account, um, and you ha- you want to roll over from 401k, sometimes you have to go and dig out your your account number. Um, so that's the only thing that can, you know, take you a little bit longer. But the actual, the number of screens and all that is very uh, little, and you can get get through it in five minutes. Wow. Um And then after that, it usually takes about a day to get approved. Um, a lot of times it, it happens right away, but we go through, you know, a KYC process that we have to go through, um, and if there's anything that comes back where we need more information, it might take a little bit longer, but on average, it takes a few hours, you know, let's say up to a day to get approved, um, and then you have to fund your account, so, you know, depending on the funding method, um, if it's a transfer, it, it could take a week, um, but if it's just, you know, you're wiring money or a check or doing an ACH, you know, it's, much faster.
0: You're making it too easy because I, I know I've bought gold before and it's taken me a couple of weeks to get the coins and get everything done. And This is more instantaneous, but it's digital too, so that makes it a lot easier.
1: Yeah, you don't have to have anything physical being sent to you. Um, but yeah, there are some custodians that make it harder to, to get your money out. So, like, you know, they might want to send a check and then has to go through the mail system so there are cases where things get delayed um you know custodians don't make it easy sometimes for you to take money out because they don't they want to keep your money as long as they can but um but for the most part a lot of them are pretty quick they have the automatic transfer system the a cat system and if they support that then it's pretty quick
0: Wow. This is almost too easy. Let me give out the number again here because I know I'm going to get emails if I don't. If you want to know more, you can go to um, mydigitalmoney.com, the website, and follow the directions there. Or you can call for quicker service to 833-636-2008 two zero zero eight well guy we're out of time but uh, i want to i appreciate you walking us through because we kind of did a tutorial here and i'm sure my audience found this to be very very helpful and informative so thanks for joining us here on the common sense show
1: Uh, thanks for having me great talking to you
0: okay take care